We know. <laughs> Just click the fucking button, didn't they? They know what it's called. Alright, well, what, oh. <laughs> That's it, I've got nothing now. <laughs> it's not like we've got names or anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm Mr. Smith, that is Finn, and that is Lee. Excellent. <laughs> right, so, following on from The Shining episode, it'd be rude to not, Dr. Sleep It. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep, right, brilliant. So the book, Dr. Sleep, by Stephen Kench, is the sequel to the book, The Shining. The movie, Dr. Sleep, is a sequel to the book and the Kubrick film. Mm. Yes. Kind of did quite well there. Yeah. Yeah. The book came out in 2013, and immediately Warner Brothers were like, we need to make this into a movie. It was written, there was a screenplay written by, uh, what's his name? Akiva Goldsman? Akiva Goldsman. Akiva Goldsman, that's it. Batman and Robin. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, Batman that's, and that's Robin. A, that's a black mark on anyone's CV. Yes. Oh. But he hasn't done much. I mean, no, he's done loads of stuff. Just mm. doing a quick nipple count in my head now for the movie. <laughs> I think he's planning to direct it as well. No! Don't worry, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, Warner Brothers could not arrange or get together a budget. They didn't really know what to do mm. until it happened. The film, it, not it. Yeah. It happened in 2017 and obviously was like the highest grossing horror film ever. Why not? Yeah, I think it was actually yeah, the, the highest time. I, don't, I assume it still is. It's only been a few like years. The highest opening weekend or something. Mm. Something really impressive. Yeah, it? and they were like, cool beans! Yeah. And they got Mike Flanagan in to rewrite the script. Yeah. Because Flanagan was a bit of a, a Stephen King Nuts. aficionado. Mm. Yes. Is this after he'd done Gerald's Game? Yes. Yeah. And something else as well. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something else. Uh, yeah, Gerald's Game's fantastic. Yeah, that really, is, yeah. It's really, really good. I was very impressed by that. Mike Flanagan, of course, who did Haunting of Hill House, which is great. And Oculus, which I really like. Oh, I still need to watch that. I thought Oculus was really boring. Oh, I like Oculus. But he also did Blind Manor, which was definitely very boring. Blind Manor was very boring, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, they're all good to go. Uh, now, you know, King is hot again. Uh, it made a load of money. Here's a load of budget. Flanagan's rewritten the script. Great. All they had to do was convince Stephen King. Yeah, which Mike Flanagan <laughs> did himself. Yes. And he kind of had to sit King down and say, listen, the 97 miniseries was shit and nobody's seen it. <laughs> so... <laughs> This sequel needs to be more a sequel, you know, still of the book, but also imagery and everything more of Kubrick's 1980 version of The Shining. Yeah. And King yielded. Well, Flanagan did such a good job that uh, King is involved in a lot of the uh, publicity for the film. Like he was mm. actively promoted it on his Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, he was. He's, he's a big fan of the movie. That like, while still and it, throughout all of the promotional stuff. He talks about how much he likes this movie and still manages to get in about how much he doesn't really like the original <laughs> Kubrick version. Anyway. Yeah, job job done. Mm. So Doctor Sleep from 2019, written and directed by Mike Flanagan. 
Oh, and cinematography by Michael Finmanganari. Because you were saying all his films look the same. Yeah, they've got a very similar visual feel to them, yeah. Yes. I was being nice when I said it. <laughs> I don't really... I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't like the look of his films. Well... Fuck you, Michael Finmanganari. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it stars... <laughs> Ewan McGregor, Ooh. Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, I love her. Okay. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> cool objects here, lads. I'm not going with him, I just want him to freeze. Kaylee Curran, Cliff Curtis, John McLaren, Emily. Uh, how do you say this? Is it Ali Lind? Ali yeah. Lind? It doesn't matter. Bruce Greenwood. Roger Dale Floyd and of course Henry Thomas. Yes. Yes, of course. The plot being off. Um, years after the traumatizing events of the Overlook Hotel, Dan Torrance is now an alcoholic struggling to find a job. He moves to a small town in New Hampshire and becomes Dr. Sleep. He then meets Abra Stone, a teenager with the brightest shine he's ever seen. When he learns that a cult of evil beings called the True Knot are chasing her with the intent to eat her shine, he does everything in his power to protect her, including returning to the Overlook. Well, fucking hell, I shouldn't have read that one. That's, like that's the, the entire film. That's the yeah. entire fuck. Right, well, good, anyway, good, good talk, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, actually, how are we going with this one? This one's quite recent. This will be spoiled. Spoiler yeah. alert. Right, we're going ruined but usually we don't... Is. No, usually we spoil films, but we don't give warnings. But because this film is only a couple of years old, spoiler alert is in effect. Mm, yeah. Um, but yes, that is the plot. It will take you an hour of watching this to figure out what the fucking plot is. But that is it. <laughs> yeah, watch the version I watched. <laughs> yeah. Again, there are two versions of this. Uh, there is one, the theatrical release, which is two and a half hours. Yeah. Theatrical release is two and a half hours, mm. and there is the extended director's cut, which is three hours. Which, for once, I haven't seen. I do own, but I haven't watched. I, <laughs> the second part was never in question. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Smith and I watched the two and a half hour version. Lee sat through the three hour version. In two parts. In two parts. Yes. Yes. Doctor Sleep. Let's fucking do it. It starts with the exact same music from the first film. Well, uh, a modified version. Hmm. Is it? It yeah, is. It's, yeah, it's, it's not been, exactly it's the same. It's been re-recorded. Um, oh. it, it incorporates those that do, do, but then it. Um, it's got an elongated bit and then it goes into its own thing right but the beginning is the same yes, yes. the beginning yes. is the same <laughs> so this film starts in Florida in 1980 mm. what else happened in 1980 oh yeah the events of the fucking Shining, Shining. <laughs> so Florida 1980 we uh, see a woman sat down by the river or the lake in a hat yes mm. now before it is revealed it is Rebecca Ferguson I thought if this is his fucking wife, I'm turning it off now. <laughs> or that other woman that's in all of the fucking Mike Flanagan stuff. Mm. It is not. It is Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. Who I, I love. I've mentioned I love her. Yeah, I love her harder and I will fight you. <laughs> well, once you two have killed each other, her and I are going on a lovely jaunt. <laughs> She's, I, I didn't know that she's in all the, the Mission Impossible films and stuff as well, isn't she? That's oh. how I didn't recognise her. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't seen part two. I've only seen the first couple. Anyway. So, Rose the Hat is down by the river and Violet, a young girl of, like, well, six, something like that. Eight, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who was also the girl from House of Haunted Hill. Yes. One of them. Mm. Yes. Yes. Because Flanagan. 
because yes. Flanagan, because he uses the same people all the time. Uh, she shows up and Rose is all like, oh, hello, here's a magic trick and stuff like that. My magic hat. Oh, my magic hat. And no Irish stereotypes whatsoever. Yeah, her accent seems to disappear later in the film, but never mind. Yeah, but it um, comes and goes. All the way well, the yeah. idea, okay, the idea is she is originally from Ireland, yeah. but has not lived there for a while, yeah. shall we say? So I can forgive the accent dipping in and out. Mm. So as she's performing shitty magic tricks for Violet, uh, the Rose, the Hat Gang, mm. sort of appears Appear in the yeah. woods. The yes, knots, and she's yeah. like, "Don't worry about them; they're my friends." Yeah. And getting more and more of them and slightly closer every yes. time you look. And they fucking kill the girl. Yeah, this film opens with a group of people, a group of fully grown adults attacking a small child, mm-hmm. basically. Just to let you know we're not fucking around this time. <laughs> no. Cut to a recreation of the famous Steadicam shop following Danny on his big wheel mm-hmm. as he rides up to room 237. None of this is... They don't use any footage from the original movie. It's all entirely reshot. They rebuilt the whole set. Everything is reshot. No, it's not. Is it not? No. Which is not. The um, shots... We'll get on to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they are... But this, yes, this is a recreation of Danny and his big wheel uh, riding past 237 and the door being open. But this time we see the naked lady... Yes. In the room. Well, she comes out of the shadows. It's yes, a pretty that's creepy it. shot. It is very it creepy is, shot, it? yes, yes. Uh, we then cut to, I think, like after the events of The Shining. Yeah. With not Shelley Duvall, but who is it? Emily, Emma, somebody? Oh, I can't I've thrown my note away. What's her name? There you go. Oh. So yeah, she's quite far down the cast this one, isn't Well, she does. She's only a small part in this. Yeah. So, anyway, the woman that plays her. <laughs> She's pretty good, though. Like, Alex, um, oh, yeah, she is. She yeah. dished the mannerisms and everything. The voice, really well. she nails. The voice, yeah, the yeah. Voice she, she, looks, yeah, sing, she looks nothing like Shelley Duvall, but most people don't look like Shelley Duvall. No. But she still does a brilliant job of playing that same character. And the, the, the way that she speaks, in, she's not in it a lot, but the way that she speaks in the film is exactly like Shelley Duvall's voice, that kind of like... <laughs> yeah. She does it so well. She's still wearing that nasty blue dressing gown. Thing. Yes. My only complaint here was that she overuses the name Doc. Because mm. every time she speaks... Yeah, she I think it's because it's... A, I know, obviously, they're trying to remind yeah. you and it's the whole thing. Mm. Of it. it was just... They said it one or two too many times, I think. We also then... So this is now all... As Danny's a child, but after the events of The Shining, and we have the ghost of Scatman. Mm. Yeah, he's got like himself like a little... Dark Jedi ghost following him around, like he can use the Dick. Force well, ghost. Like I mentioned in the last episode, in the book, Dick survives. Mm. Right, like, he doesn't die. So in Doctor Sleep, he's he's still a very much alive yes. character, and he has these little moments with Danny. I guess that's them uh, just like telepathy talking yeah. instead. Then yeah. See, well, so yeah, this they've managed to they because they both had the Shining, they can still communicate mm. even after death. Right. So it, it, they still get to have these moments, but, but they've. It's just a ghost. Yeah, it's just, it's just Obi Wan instead of. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. sees dead people. Yeah. So uh, he's now talking with the ghost of Scatman, and he's all like, I'm not going to shine anymore because that bitch will get me. Mm. Referring to the room and the, the woman in the room 237. Mrs. Massey. That's it. Uh, it also is revealed at this point that the Overlook has been shut down and is closed and now a rotting building. I think there's an extra, potentially an extra scene in the version I've seen here as well. Once it does cut back to him at home with not Shelley Duvall on the sofa, 
he gets up to go to the bathroom. No, that's in it. Yeah. It is yeah. She's, yeah. And she's in the bathroom. She's in the bathroom. This is after she's followed. It's suggested that they've all followed Danny from the Overlook. So you get yeah. the problem. He like stands there, freezes, pees himself. Yeah, yeah. He goes to go in the bathroom and she's now in his bath. Mm. He, um, the scat man essentially says to him, you've got to stick them in boxes. Yeah. So the ghosts that haunt his mind of shiningness... He has now got metaphorical boxes in his mind of shininess and he's putting these ghosts in the boxes so they don't haunt him anymore. Yeah, I think Dick tells Danny to put it in his box. Yeah. <laughs> it, immediately, it immediately made me think of the end of Arkham Knight when you're locking the Joker in the cage. To no, out yeah. your brain. Yeah. We've obviously seen a lot of that recently. Mm. So, the, yeah, that's all him as a kid. Cut to grown-up Danny and he has turned into Ewan McGregor. Mm. And he is drunk and a bum. Yeah, yeah he is. And living in New Jersey, this is now in 2011. You have a dab hand in a bar fight as well. Did you guys get that bit? Yeah, it, it, mm. this is where we establish in, it goes through those flashbacks because he picks up that girl. He wakes up next to a girl covered in her own vomit. Yeah. Um, and it, we get the flashback back to the bar. So we establish that he's an alcoholic, um, he's a substance abuser, mm. and he has severe anger issues. Yes. Uh, and he batters that guy with um, a pool ball. Pool ball yeah. And he says... Um, Take your medicine, which isn't a quote from. The it's film. a reference from the book. It's a reference to the book. Yeah, like um, yeah, Jack Torrance constantly tells Danny that he's going to have to take his medicine, which means booze. Uh, well, it's uh, he talks about booze as being his medicine, but he also when he's like, "Come here, Danny, and take your medicine," is like, "Is like I'm going to kill you." Wow. So, your physical education. Yes. So now this is where this film starts jumping all over the place. Uh, we then go from New Jersey <clears throat> to Long Island, <clears throat> where Rose the Hat has, is now in 2011. Yeah, looking exactly, exactly the same. Yes, has not aged a fucking day. And she's in the cinema, and uh, there is a, a very young woman there. who well, she, well, in, She's supposed to be 15, 15 but she yeah. looks about 20. Yeah. But anyway, she has agreed to meet a guy in the cinema... For sexual liaisons. Mm. Uh, he's a nonce, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, it turns out the, the, the young lady has powers. Shining, shiny, shiny, shiny yeah, powers. Similar to shining powers. Yes, and she, she can make the guy go to sleep. Well, she, she can she's suggest like things. Power like, suggestion. That's yeah. it, yeah. But like extreme. Yeah. Uh, and she suggests he goes to sleep and she scars his face. Yes. And... Like a snake bite. Yeah, that's, that's it. And her name is snake bite, snake bite Andy. Andy. Snake bite Andy. And she is essentially outside of the cinema, then recruited by Rose the Hat yes. to join her gang of background extras. She tries a little shining trick on Rose the Hat, and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So we so, established that Rose is quite powerful. Yes. Mm. And the whole time, we're like, are they are they mutants? What are they? They they all have they're all linked Some to the shining. They all have a version variance. of the shining. Yeah. Um, it's suggested that like there's people all over the world that have um, some form of some it. form of it. But yeah, it, I uh, started it gets... to get really worried at this point. This was going to start going down. A, do you remember a movie called Push with Chris Evans? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But either that kind of like meets the X Men sort of route. I was really like, please don't go like. They mentioned uh, pushing quite a few times in this. They film, do. Right? Yeah, was, that's the idea. If you can put your thoughts on somebody else and make them do the thing, that's mm. pushing. That's what they call that side of the shining. Yeah. It's um. It suggested. You know the Stephen King book Firestarter. Yeah. Yeah. They made into a Drew Barrymore film. It's suggested that she's one of these people as well. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, uh, 
them, they all have different powers. Oh, I suppose Dead Zone as well then could be. Yeah, it would be Dead, yeah. dead Zone would yeah. be similar. Okay. Uh, again, now we're jumping to a place called Anniston, New Hampshire, where we have a girl who can uh, make spoons stick to ceilings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Impressive. Well, she she comes more in later. Yeah. You've got like a fucking kids magician at a party. Yeah. Who's doing like rubbish tricks? And she's yeah. like, I, I can, can do, do magic. That. He's like, yeah, that's <laughs> nice, kid. That's nice. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And then the yeah. parents walk in, and she's basically yeah. But this this guy's got a spoon stuck to his nose, so she's stuck the entire cutlery drawer to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Show sure. off. Yeah. So yeah, suggesting that she's. She's shinier than most. Mm. Uber shine. Mm. Cut back to Rose the Hat, who is now sort of... Well, she's basically kidnapped Snake by Andy. Mm. Yes. And uh, she can... She can push people, they say, and Rose is all like, oh, you won't age if you join my gang. Yeah, eat well, live long. Isn't it? Yeah, That's it's, it. it's, they're starting to suggest the whole, like, they feed on the shining... Yeah. yeah, I've heard it called uh, shiny vampires. Yeah, it, it, it's it's stronger if they get them when they're young. Mm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's the that is the film, but yeah. we don't really know that for a while. <laughs> it's just oh, like it's starting to get they hint at it. Like, yeah, the know? idea is you will join us and eat well and live long. Yeah, um, and she's like, oh, okay, and then they do a weird thing on the beach. Do you get the whole scene where they they're sat watching the kid playing baseball? That's later on. Yes, yeah. much later. Okay. Now we cut to Fraser, New Hampshire. When Danny has moved there. Dan. It's, it's, it's Dan a, now. It's just it's Danny in my head. And my <laughs> notes. So his name is Danny. Dan and Tony. Dan. <laughs> yeah, the, Dan yeah. and Tony. <laughs> Tony the Finger is nowhere to be seen or heard at this point. He does get a shout out. He gets a shout times. out, but he's but, essentially yeah. gone. He's not he's not there anymore. Yeah, didn't Dan, Dan's not wandering, liver, eh? he's not wandering around as an adult going. What do you think, Tony? Let's eat over there. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of a cad these days. He's going to hook up with a lady and stick his talking finger up there. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> hey, who turned out the lights? <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, or Dan, sorry. <laughs> oh, adult now, are you? Dan. Tell me more about Daniel. <laughs> Danny and his finger show up in Fraser, New Hampshire. And he's not really sure why he's there. He's running away from himself. Yeah. Or some bullshit. I don't know. And he meets uh, Cliff Curtis's character, Billy. Billy. Who's extremely nice. Mm. Yeah. And he's just like, you look like absolute dog shit, Dan. Mm. Uh, why don't I help you out? And he get, finds him a room. He pays his first two weeks rent. And he's going to find him a job. And take him to Alcoholics Anonymous. And yeah, that's what they get. Is he says, I, I know that, I recognise that look. And it turns out that he's a recovered alcoholic as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cut to something else. It cuts around a lot in this. <laughs> uh, Rose and her clan of shiners. Uh, this is it. We find out what happened to Violet, the young girl at the beginning. She's been stuffed into a travel mug. Basically, yeah. Mm. It reminded yes. me of the little canister thing they sneak the embryos out of in Jurassic Park every time it opens. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Where the, the travel mug is, you know, this is Violet and there's not much left of her and there's, she opens it up and some fart comes out. Then we have Dan. <laughs> He's had a vision in his new digs. He has some vision in his bed and it's the woman he left behind that had vomited over herself. Her, like, ghost, I think, and yeah. baby. We skipped over the bit that when he leaves her apartment, there's a uh, baby. it turns out there's a baby. 
yeah. which he just puts next to the unconscious yeah, vomit sits woman. next to the the girl who could be dead turns out is dead yeah and um, the baby dies the baby dies as well so because yeah, the mum's dead followed around quite rightly if mm, I might yeah add, that is by a, her especially her as uh, even mm. the ghost of Scatman did show and be like you wanna not well, yeah he steals yeah. money out of her purse yeah, yeah, yeah she like, probably took mine I'm sure that's how she bought the coke got the coke you were doing with her Daniel yeah yeah, yeah cunt yeah she's a bit of a dick but all that's forgotten instantly instantly pretty much <laughs> after that scene yeah. it's, it's never mentioned really again oh I'm over it yeah, yeah, yeah so, in the book that's explored a lot more Ah. but now he's in rehab and this is where we are introduced to Dr. Dalton Bruce Greenwood's character mm. who will be in one other scene and never heard from again yes <laughs> another Flanagan alumni from Gerald's game yeah, yeah he was, yeah, he was he, Gerald he was he was very he was good Gerald. Gerald. he was dead for most of it I thoroughly believed he'd had his face eaten <laughs> yeah this is where Danny or Dan re- re- reveals to uh, Dr. Dalton that he has the shine Oh, yeah, he tells him about his lost watch. His lost watch and where to find it. And Dr. Dalton's like, ah, you found my watch. Well, you want a job? Well, he's like, come to my office, which is the exact same office that your father was interviewed in like, yeah. for The Shining, for the job in The Shining. It's despite, the exact same office. Despite the fact that one is in New Hampshire and one is Colorado. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is exactly. The colour scheme, everything down to the, the American flag on the... Yeah. It's, it's the exact same office. Unnecessarily recreated, I say. Yes. Because they're not the same office, they just... Mm. Let's just make it look exactly the same. I would have been on the lookout for fluffy ties if I'd spotted that. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Dalton gives uh, Danny a job in a hospice as, a, as an orderly. Yes. And if say so, we never hear from Doctor Dalton again, that's him done. No, that's, yeah, his, his contribution is finished. Yes, and so Danny is working in the hospital. Uh, sorry, hospice, along with a cat that predicts death. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big cat fan, but like, that one can stay the fuck away. Like, you know the cat's name is the cat's name is Azzy because it's Azrael, the age of death. death. Yeah. yeah, we all got it. Yeah. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> Listeners might not. There must be at least one listener out there going, fuck, yeah. Isn't that the guy from Batman? Our one listener. They'll probably write in, I knew that. Send us a telegram. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a cat that predicts death uh, by... Basically, walks along, goes into a room, and sits on your lap, and that means you're going to die. Yeah, fucking uh, dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a cat. I wouldn't expect anything more. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, of course the cat just goes up and sits there looking cute, like, you're going to die. You wish I'd knocked your drink off the shelf. It must have been really cute until they all figured it out. That it's like, oh, he's come to spend time with the cat's like, no. <laughs> you die. <laughs> so he, uh, he sits on the, the lap of a dying man, and... Um, Danny goes in to try and get the cat and the, the man's like oh no I get it now like, the cat's here I'm gonna die and he starts freaking out it's actually quite a it's a really good scene actually yeah, yeah, I like it. until he dies and farts out his mouth <laughs> uh, with the, the steam of the shine uh, yeah. that sh- shoots out also at this point after Guy is dead uh, Danny goes home and one entire wall of his room is a chalkboard Mm. Which From, is explained earlier on. That a maths yeah. teacher lived a there? A maths teacher lived there or something and he yeah. used to use it to write on it. Yeah. Yeah. All his puzzles on it. <coughs> yeah, and he gets home to find that someone has written hello. With a little smiley face. With a little o. smiley face, yep. Yeah, uh, on the chalkboard. 
and he automatically assumes it's the shining it could be just somebody the cleaner but yeah. uh, could, but no it is actually the spoon girl from mm. the party before abra abra abracadabra yeah. yes. who was somehow using shine written hello on his chalkboard yeah eight years later yeah we skip uh, a good mm. eight years we now. skip eight years later and to where the film probably should have started going to say like that so far has all been set up yeah and on the version i was watching that was just about an hour in <laughs> so eight years later he's still at the hospice and he's talking people to death <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck the cat it's basically what he does like yeah. the cat goes in sits on someone's lap he goes is like oh you've been picked so and he does a bit of shine and makes them feel better and yeah. they, they stuff makes it, them feel it. comfortable with the he, he reads their mind pulls a nice memory and kind of yeah. goes yeah. Yeah, this is all waiting for you in the afterlife it's, I don't yeah. know what happens next but I know that we go on that's the thing he says yeah we go on mm. he's also still talking to a spoon girl via the chalkboard his pen pal mm. on the wall meanwhile Rose and her crew are looking for someone and this is where they first talk, start talking about steam Yes. Mm. Yes. Cut to yeah. Iowa. We're jumping all over the fucking country today. Yeah, they're, they're very much a, they're, well, they're a band of travellers, basically. They yeah, go around the country they looking for kids. Yeah. Kids Sensing. with the shining so they can feed on their steam. Yes. Uh, now we're in Iowa and there's a baseball kid. Yes. Base baseball. Who is the kid from The Predator, which is why he's got to die. Yes, he is the kid from The Predator. Yeah, Jacob oh. Tremblay. I thought I shivered when I saw him. Yeah. Like, Fuck that movie. In case it's, it's a disturbing scene when he dies. Where like, That's what you get for yeah. the press. <laughs> Should have cast Shane Black then, shouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so they're out of well, the Crow, one of the uh, Rose the Hats members. Uh, it's Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, here's, right, here's the thing that I don't... Like, there's this whole... The, the true knot, right? Is what they're called. Yeah. yeah. Whole crew of all these people that go around, do they're like kind of vampires of shine. Yeah. And they say, but Rosa has a fantastic character. Other than Crow Daddy and the old one, all the others are just background nothings. Yeah, they are literally nothing. No lines. Like no big, fucking in, names. In the, in the book, guy, they're, they're, um, what's he called? He, so he's in quite a lot. Of yeah, the granddad. In in the book, you've got obviously got a lot more time to spend with these characters, so they're yeah. a bit more fleshed out. Also, yeah. Barry the Chunk, you see him more in flashbacks and flash forwards of what he may or may not do than what you actually see him do. Yeah, yeah. I in that. the book, he has the much more offensive name of Barry the Chink. Um, uh, where's he from? Yeah, <laughs> San Francisco. Um, but yeah, then the, the, there's two of them that are a couple that have been like together for like hundreds of years or whatever. Yeah, um, and you only get a hint of that. Really, but um, yeah, if if that mm, they're yeah. just yeah, or they're just there as just background nothings. Yes, basically. Which is a real. They could have at least had a scene where they establish these characters as if, instead of spending a fucking hour setting this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. Anyway, so they've gone to Iowa. There's a kid there that is shit hot at baseball, so fucking good that he must have some shine about him. Yeah. Almost like he can read the mind of the pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, Danny Lloyd has a cameo in this scene. Oh yeah, he does. He's yes. in the. Um... He's watching does he the speak? game. Is he one of the ones that speaks? Or is he uh, just yeah, he's the one with the beard. I think. Yeah, yeah. talking. Or like the goatee. So, they kidnap the boy who is just walking down a road on his own. Yeah, he's on his home. own. 
uh, like a, a typical yeah. Iowa road. There's just literally like corn yeah, either side. Yeah, because 2011, yeah. he still lives in the place where he has to walk 15 miles to get home, yeah. apparently. Maybe yeah. if he was nicer to his dad, his dad would have given him a lift. Yeah, somebody would have given him a lift. Yeah. But anyway. They kidnap him and kill him quite brutally because the yeah. more pain they go through, the more steam they fart out their mouth. Yeah. That the not true not vampires suck up and love. It's a it's a pretty fucking uh, like the scene is the scene is intense. Yeah, it is like, harrowing. Yeah, mm. especially it's a it's a young kid. And like, it's like, the first time the um, the blonde lass, what was her name again, Snakebite. It's the first Snake time she's Andy. been part of the feelings. You're seeing her kind of reaction to it. But she yeah. gets down with it pretty quickly. In the end, well, right? this is what they have to do to survive. But mm. yeah, like um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that Jacob Tremley kid is um, like he's, he's incredible in that, like mm. screaming and. Yeah, you, you really believe, scene. like, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. And yeah, so they don't just kill him, they kill him slowly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, like, well, you can, it's suggested lots of off screen, like, puncture wounds and slicing. And yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like Jack the Ripper shit going it on. It is nasty, yeah, and it's, it is very well done. Mm. While this is going on, Spoon Girl mm. knows she can see this happening using her shine. Shine. And Rose the Hat. Realizes this? Yeah, she somehow senses they're being watched. Someone is being wa someone is watching them. Yeah, that's it. So and she's like, "Whoa!" After they sucked up baseball kid, like somebody with like some serious shine is fucking out there and watching us, and mm -hmm. we got to go get her. So the whole thing is this group of people that live for a very long time because they feed off of the shine of children have found a kid that's got like ultimate fucking shine who turns out to be the pen pal of Hugh McGregor and they go after her. Yeah. That's the plot, which I said took an hour to set up. <laughs> We're an hour into this fucking film. <laughs> also, one of the first big links to the first film happens now where fucking she... On his blackboard was murder, but you yeah, see it in the mirror, mirror first. Red, and yeah, red red runs it. Also, she wrote some of the letters backwards. Mm. Yeah. That's why... <laughs> Yeah, her, looks exactly like it did when yeah, her, her message to Danny through the blackboard is to rubber stamp it, but like heavy metal stamp it yeah. with murder, which he first sees in the mirror and it says red rum. Mm. Until he turns around and it's like, ooh. Yeah. I say the one thing with the long setup with, I mean, obviously we've all seen The Shining, but mm -hmm. I would imagine you could probably watch this movie as a standalone. Like We wouldn't have to have seen The Shining. You could. I, th I don't think mm -hmm. it would make like, sense later on. I don't think it would have the same impact on it. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like I was saying um, when the last episode I was mentioning all the things that they bring up from The Shining in Ready Player One, which I thought was a really odd reference to chuck into what was supposed to be a kid's film made in the like late 2000s. Yeah. Like, sorry, the late 2010s. Like, who the fuck of that age is going to have gone back and watched this movie that's like 13, 14 years old and watch all these like CGI characters jump around? I don't know. Mm. People got a real hard on for The Shining and fair play. And at some point, uh, somewhere around here, uh, Spoon Girl gets inside Rose's head or the other way round. I think you said Rose, no, Rose goes in her head because mm. Rose thinks, oh, I'm all super powerful. She mm. is. But Spoon Girl obviously is only a child, really, but has it boots her out. Yeah. And Rose is like, whoa, she be powerful. Who mm. what? But at the same point, when she chucks Rose out, it's, it affects Dan as well. Like, he gets knocked on his ass. Yes. And that's when he says, please help me, Tony. That's it. Tony gets a reference. Mm. Oh, now you want help, huh? <laughs> Tony the finger no good for you. Now, oh, help me, Tony, help me, Tony. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> so, Tony the finger, yeah, he's mentioned. 
<laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and then Spoon Girl, uh, this, she now shows up in Fraser. Yeah, this whole thing's weird. Well, it's... And it's played like... It's, it's, it acknowledges that it's weird. It's in the same state. Yeah. So it's not like... Because I was thinking like, wait, how far has she just fucking travelled to get there? It's in the same state, which yeah. I don't know, that could mean it's like a nine-hour bus ride in America. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how big New Hampshire is. But yeah, she just shows up and starts shining at Danny. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, oh, 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 it's you. Yeah. Gosh, you're young. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, let's go sit on this bench and talk. He's like, I'm a recovering drug addict. I shouldn't be sat here with a 15-year-old on <laughs> a park bench having Even a conversation. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Billy's just like, <laughs> looking at him like, where's he fucking going? Is that a child he's with? Yeah, I, I don't know Eight any years, man! <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's all like, uh, I've got the shine and I know what happened and all this stuff. And he's like, don't use your shine and fuck off. <laughs> basically basically yeah. Yeah. Like, don't use your shine just fuck off forget it because bad shit will happen Scatman reappears in ghost form mm. in the hospice and he's all like you should help Spoon Girl oh and also this is the last time you'll see me bye yeah which seems weird mm. why, why is the last time he'll visit him he's run out of forced ghost juice it's all gone to baby Yoda <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, he kind of hints at the fact that, uh, yeah, I'm done here. I'm done with your shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I'm, I'm seems going. like a weird... Yeah, it just seems a bit weird. Mm, like, working, working on a movie to do with The Shining, I was promised I'd be slapped by the director. I've had none of this. I'm off. Yeah. This is where yeah. we also see that Dan, uh, Dan, uh, Dan's mind palace, to steal from Sherlock Holmes, mm. <clears throat> sort of thing, is um, it looks like the maze from... Um, yeah, inside uh, Dan's, yeah. His... And he's got all those boxes, which obviously have the ghosts. All of the ghosts and stuff. Which looks a lot like. You remember an old fantasy children's show from like early 80s called The Box of Secrets? No. Right, well, all the boxes look very similar to that box, and I will shut up, please. <laughs> uh, Rose the Hat then goes flying in her mind. Yeah, yeah, this is what I mean about the whole mind palace thing. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, it looks great. Yeah. With Rebecca Ferguson there almost almost kind of like static mm. and as her body moves through the sky looking for Spoon Girl this over the, New Hampshire. This was the second time I got worrying superhero movie vibes from this. Mm. And uh, lands in the Spoon Girl's bedroom and in there is the filing cabinet which essentially is her memories it's her version of some boxes Spoon Girl's memories memories so she starts sifting through the filing cabinet but not a real filing cabinet it's in the mind Mm. we're in the mind we're in the shine at the moment Rose the Hat is in the shine in the imaginary filing cabinet looking through the filing cabinet which contains the memories and Spoon Girl's like fuck off and slams her hand shut in yeah. the filing cabinet, and it does a partial degloving yeah, of the fungus. Like Gerald's game. I was yeah. going to say, what it's, is it with him and ripping the skin off hands? Yeah. I did not like yeah, that. They, it they is say that in, the, in the making of documentaries, mm. like if you're in a Mike Flanagan movie, like you're probably going to get one of your hands ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And then Spoon Girl goes into her mind, which is, as she said before, like a cathedral compared mm. to a filing cabinet, and Spoon Girl starts looking through her filing cabinet yeah and she's got like no eyes and her hands are moving that really quick twitchy way while she's going through it I hated yeah. that 
I really liked that. I, I, hate, that. I hate the I no eyes. It made me go a bit. No, I don't understand it. I don't know why it's important that she has no eyes, but I like the look of the no eyes thing was just twin. I thought it looked stupid. But yeah, she goes into throws the hat's mind and looks for some memories and then that ends. <laughs> <laughs> After all of the uh, the jumping around and the mines and the filing cabinets and all that bullshit, mm. we're back at the, the camp with the, the true knot, the gang. Yeah. That's where the old man dies. Yeah, he is. He's the Adam's family, by the way. He was, yes. yes. And he's the uh, the tall guy, then the prisoner in Gerald's game at the end. Yes, Mr. Yes. Moonlight, is it? Yeah, Mr. Moonlight. That's he's it, yeah. freaky as fuck in that. He's so, a very uh, uh, unique looking person. Yeah. Yes. He's an Ed Wood as well. Mm. Yes, he is. So anyway, he dies, um, and they still eat his, him as he goes. Like so, it's like they can feed off his. It is sugar. a weird scene because they're all like really upset that he's dying, and but also and everyone's emotionally affected. But then as soon as he goes, he's like, like <laughs> practically like tucking their napkins. <laughs> yeah. In, so oh, the poor guy, <laughs> <laughs> like, sharpening the knives and forks. Now he's definitely dead. The <laughs> idea is that they don't live forever. But they live a long time. Well, it's if suggested they eat that he's well. been around since like ancient Rome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And because they supposedly haven't been eating well, mm. i.e., sucking the souls out of little children, that he that he is now going to die. Great yeah. crash diet, by the way. Mm. But obviously, when he dies, there is still some steam left, mm. and they he dies, and they suck it all up. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Now we have Spoon Girl. Something she after this, Spoon Girl goes into Danny's head very yeah, briefly, which looks like the overlook. Yes, uh, Spoon Girl meets up with Danny and goes in his mind, say very briefly, and just sees some the shining shit. Yeah, and he's all like, "Oh, get the fuck out of there!" This is yeah. where he's driving, and he's sort of like yeah, he swerves quite badly. Like. He has decided um, he is going to take Scatman's advice and drag Billy along with him. Yeah, to Billy. dig up the corpse of the baseball, uh, baseball kid because Chunk, or Chink, as he's called in the book. We'll go with Chunk. We'll go with Chunk. <laughs> let's, let's stick with Chunk. We'll go with the truffle shuffle for this one. <laughs> he has, at, when, before they killed him, Chunk had the baseball glove yeah, and was wearing it. Yeah. That's it. So, so if, if Abra can touch it, yep. she can track them. Yes. So he drags Billy to dig up, to, all the way to fucking Iowa. Yeah. To dig up Baseball Boy to find his glove, to take it to Spoon Girl, Abra, so that she can find where they are and those, you know, that they, before they come for her, she'll have an idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're with me? Yeah. Kind of. Like, yeah, it is. Shitty it's, psychic GPS. Yeah, yes. basically. It's got like, they, they know where I am because I'm shining so fucking much, but if I've got this glove, which he touched, I'll know where they are. Yeah. And they're and on then, their way. <laughs> then. And then yeah. they then have to explain to the dad. Because. Yeah. So. Well, hang on. Um, Spoon Girl ha tells her dad. Yeah, hang on. Well, I mean, they go and they dig up Baseball Boy first. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you've got Billy's monologue yep. about the smell of death. Yeah. Um, 
and stuff. So that's that's Billy's big moment. I feel like we we can't gotta give Billy his moment. I mean, yes, <laughs> like he's a great character, and Kirk, uh, Cliff Curtis is great in it. Yeah, but also that monologue, I'm like, Name I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it is a long drawn out way of saying yeah, it stinks. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, it's, it's the longest shit. way to say like. That's a dead body. Yeah. Because it's, it's, they're and digging, it, and it's like, oh, do you smell that? And it's like, cue monologue about yeah. how I used to hunt yeah. and what dead animals smell like. And then, like, four hours later, that's what this smells like. <laughs> you, you don't get the, when you were watching it, obviously, with all the other scenes he's been in, it's like a little bit of a scene, you know, bit of dialogue, next scene, bit of dialogue, next scene, bit of dialogue, this scene, loads of dialogue. You're fucked, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Something's going to happen to you. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spoon Girl has told her dad everything. Well, he, he Dan, Dan says to show him, yes. show your dad everything. So she tells him, and he's obviously fucking furious. Yes, and then this middle-aged she, man shows up in the form of Dan Torrance. And, yeah, and his 12-year-old or 13-year-old daughter yeah. like, is, is friends with Uncle Dan. Yes, that she calls, <laughs> she calls him Uncle Dan. She calls Uncle Dan. And this middle-aged white guy shows up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, you just told him when yeah. you could have used your shine show to him. show him. And she does show him and he sees everything and he needs a fucking drink. Yeah. Mm. And he has one. I've got a did giggle with how much his hand is shaking when he's as pouring he's everything. To pour as, he, out well, as he's just been mind fucked by his own daughter on yeah. the driveway. Right? Yeah. Also, at this point, this is a weird bit. So they're kind of trying to explain to the dad, here is what is happening. These group of shiny vampires but not that kind are coming after your daughter but she's like super shine and it's gonna go down she'll probably win we got this and he's like well i'll just call the police and then dan starts saying like nah the police don't matter they're rich and they're well connected and that's never mentioned again yeah. they, all, they all live in fucking caravans yeah they don't like, appear like, that rich no. and this the whole well, they're rich, powerful, well-connected. Like, they dress about as well as I do. Yeah. <laughs> they don't appear it. it. And also... Again, they, these are themes that are explored a lot more fully in the book. Right. Um, which I don't think... like As much as Flanagan's tried to, to fit... The book is dense. Like, it's mm. another, yeah. like The Shining. It's I've another, held like, the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, and there's a lot, uh, obviously, like King being uh, as a genius a writer as he is. As well, yeah, he 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 obviously had all of the the shining that he'd already written to sort of play on as well. So, but yeah, the the true knot are, are, are explored a lot more mm. in the book that you just don't have time to. I mean, like what well, they did really a, choose to it's do. It's not really a thing of time. You could have just left out those lines about them being rich and connected. Yeah, you and it done, wouldn't have made needed. Any yeah, exactly. It would make stuff. You could have been plot. like, let's phone the police, and what are we going to tell them that your psychic daughter is being helped by a psychic other bloke to defeat psychic vampires? They're not going to believe you. Oh, no. and they dug up a dead kid and didn't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. no, let's reference something from the book. We don't have time to go into. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so they head out to the woods, Dan and Billy and Spoon Girl, Abra. Yeah. And basically they are setting a trap. Yes. And the true knock, except for Rose, who's been left behind. Yeah, for no reason. The idea is that... Even though she's the most powerful. Yeah, but also Rose has already been injured by her and Crow Daddy's like, yo, 
you should stay back because she's in, she's already mind fucked you and she's in your mind or yes. something like that. The way I saw it was he, he was like like even though you're the most powerful of us, um, she's already beaten you. So us lot that are less powerful than you go without you <laughs> yeah. to get this much more powerful girl. Yep. This isn't this isn't going to end well. No. <laughs> so they've set this trap. Um, they get to the woods and Spoon Girl is just sat there. And yep. Snake by Andy's like, oh, hey, Are your how's it going? What's up, girlfriend? Let's hang out. Do anyway, hair. Talk about boys. Yeah, injects her with whatever, some serum. And it turns out... Bleach. It, actually, it's Spoon Girl's teddy bear. Yeah. And mm. Spoon Girl was projecting like Luke Skywalker in yeah, Rise of... Yeah, at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi, yeah. yeah. She was projecting and she's like, oh, fuck, we've been screwed. All of a sudden... Dan and fucking Billy had time to go back and get Billy's old hunting rifles, which he still has. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is referenced. Yes, <laughs> it is referenced in that very long monologue. Uh, and start shooting them and killing them. Yeah, I had issues with this scene. <laughs> Please go on. I mean, apart from the fact they've just gone, right, like, you sure you're cool with this? Like, do it cool with what? Like, just mass murdering this group of people. They and are they... child killers. Well, yeah, yeah. but like... <laughs> They seem to be perfectly fine. There's no sort of like build up to, oh my God, I'm not sure I can do this. It's just, no, they're all going to fucking die. And they just start blasting. Well, Ever has watched them murder that baseball kid. No, no, I so get So she's already that, like, like, fuck those guys. Okay, so if I tie a nonce to a chair and give you a hammer, are you not going to have a single moment of, is this the right thing to do? I think I feel like you're asking the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't even have to be a nonce. (laughs) (laughs) Just ordering at five to nine when the kitchen closes at nine. (laughs) He he came into our pub once and said, "I know the owner. I'll fucking murder that." No, 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 support his damn business and pay full price. (laughs) I think yeah, they they don't have a problem killing fucking child murderers. No, and Dan knows this mm. and I think it's not shown but there's a bit earlier when Danny goes to Billy he says I gotta fucking tell you something and you gotta believe me yeah. I think mm. he shined Billy and showed him as opposed right, to right okay. him off and also Billy did dig up the fucking boy's corpse yeah I, just, yeah, I, like, I get it like, I, would, like, I would love to think like, if I was in that situation that, yeah I could be like all heroic and be like yes I shall kill the nonces but like oh no in real life I mean like if I was in I, I mean I've never I've never killed anyone. <laughs> so my lawyer has told I, I, me to you say you'd struggle with it. Yeah, like you just like you are ending but, a human life at the end. I mean, beat the fuck out of them, break their legs, whatever. Yeah, I'm fucking up for that. Cut the yeah. I suppose off in, the, in the whole narrative of this story, though, I mean, they've been through enough now where they're mm. like these people mm. have to die. It's Plus, it's like quite clear that we've watched a few movies recently. It's like suddenly everyone becomes very okay with killing very quickly. So, like, the, yeah, like you said, the, the shine thing you've said makes more sense. So maybe I just missed that. Plus, they're not even really human. So, yeah, a gun battle ensues. Mm. The, the true knot all die horribly screaming and turning to farts. Yeah, there's a bit of a Buffy the Vampire thing going <laughs> yeah, on. There is a bit. Uh, except for, well, the last one left is Snake by Andy. Yes. Who uh, tries to put Billy to, sorry, not Billy, Danny to sleep. But mm, he fights it. Spoon Girl notices this and wakes him up <coughs> via shine from the safety of her dad's house. And then Billy shows up, shoots fucking Snake by Andy. And as she's lying on the floor dying, she uses her final fucking breath 
to use her powers to make Billy shoot himself in the head. Yes. Which is fucking horrendous. Yeah. What a bitch. Told you, he's had his big speech. He's fucked. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, I like that character. I liked that character. That was like, she is such a cow. This one. <laughs> she really, yeah, ah, ah, fucking didn't like that at all. So Billy shoots himself and Danny's like, no! And then uh, he forgets about it and never mentions him again. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a lot to get through. Still. I am traumatised for moments. <laughs> They don't realise that they've killed all of them except for Crow Daddy Crow isn't Daddy. there. Yeah. Mm. It's like, wait, he isn't there. Well, it, where is he? He's actually at Spoon Girl's house and fucking murders her dad and kidnaps her. Mm. Oh, side note, do you know the, what the number of Abra's house? Six, six, Two, three, six. Seven. No, it's nine, one, nine, eight, zero. Oh, 1980. 1980, yeah. Uh, it's either going to be that or 1408 or. <laughs> King was six, like, six, you six. didn't tell me you were putting that in there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> is that a reference to that shit film? <laughs> Um, and yeah, you set your book in. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he injects her with the, the funky yeah, Crow Daddy turns up. And, yeah, I don't like the name Crow Daddy. <laughs> well, that's his name, so deal with it. Yeah, no, I know, but there's a bunch of fifteen-year-old goths. Just never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> just move on. Move on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Crow Daddy. Uh. Has Get in the scatmobile. Abducted, uh, yeah, <laughs> Spoon Girl, and he's driving along. And then Danny uses his shine to get to take over Spoon Girl's body. Yeah. Because mm. she's too fucked up from the in drugs he injected in her, and she can't outshine. So he's doing it. He gets in her body, and he crashes the van. Yes, mm. and dies. And uh, well, the Spoon Girl's fine because mm. she had two seatbelts on. For whatever reason. Safety first. And Crow Daddy had zero seatbelts on <clears throat> and went through the windshield and dies. And yeah. this is a bit where... So Danny's now out of her head mm. and Spoon Girl gets out the van and stands there and watches him die and says, like, I hope this fucking hurts. And yeah. you start thinking, like, this girl got yeah. a bit of dark to her, uh, didn't I mean, <clears throat> he did just kill her dad. Yeah. Yeah, he but just still, murdered her dad. It's still a bit, like... I hope that's fucking painful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, should this person have all those powers? <laughs> they seem to enjoy, even though that is granted a very bad person, but should they enjoy, as a teenager, standing there watching someone die horribly, going, yeah, yeah. more, we'll scream do, more. We'll do bright burns sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't even feed off the steam. She's just enjoying the yeah, death. Yeah, the death, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Should this person have all these powers? Meanwhile, yeah. Rose the Hat is having a terrible time because yes. she feels every death. Yeah. Mm. She's now the only one left and she takes the last of the, the travel mugs and like gets high well, as fuck on the steam. She all of them. Mm. All the steam. She suits up. Yeah, kind of. basically. Yeah. And then and Danny... fantastic when she does it. Yes. Mm. I mean, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Danny then picks up uh, Spoon Girl... He's like, listen, your dad's fucking dead. Yeah. Anyway, get in this car with me. We're going to Colorado. 
Just a short jaunt. Mm. Yeah, they're going, going to the Overlook Hotel for reasons. So I, I know a place that's dangerous for people like us and possibly more dangerous for it people like It doesn't feel like a valid reason to go there. No, I've it feels say, like, look, I, I left know. my fan service on the other side of America. Can we go and pick yeah. it up, please? I mean... As far as I'm concerned, this is when we get in the film to the point what we've actually all been waiting for. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I, um, I make the fan service joke, but the last the... like half hour says I fucking loved it. Yeah. It's one of the comments I made when I first saw this film. Like, I, I felt like they left going to the Overlook too late. Like, I, I mean, I've, in the book, the book's completely different because in the book, the fucking the, the, the Overlook the hotel burned, down. burned down in the first mm. one. So yeah. it, all that's left when they go, they do still go there, but it's literally just a platform that's left like mm. of the mm. old building. But all of the energy is still there, which is what they need. Yeah, like, it, it just seems in the book, it seems to make a lot more sense why they go there, whereas here it feels a bit half-assed. Well, mm. just because we want to see it. Yeah, I got. I got. Again, I, I, I had to wait half hour longer than you did. <laughs> <laughs> I got chills. I was like, "Oh, thank you. yeah, <laughs> good. Come on, let's go." Um, also, the bit that they didn't recreate and was actually taken from the original is the um, shot of the the helicopter shots from the beginning. Oh, the island, the stuff, island, but, yeah. and yeah, and the but overhead the shots. Dark in it to make it look at night, though. Yeah, yeah they yeah. changed it, it to really yeah from good. day yeah. to night. Yeah. There was me convinced they'd regrown the entire forest just so they could <laughs> make yeah. that shot. That <laughs> island has not changed in no. thirty years. Or <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that they did reuse, but everything else. And that's when you get the yeah. like the music I've, starts again. I got again. a proper little like Whoa. yeah. yeah. Was now so we we go back to the fucking Overlook Hotel, and it is. Impressive. The attention to detail is incredible. Yes, mm. it is impressive how they've recreated it. Um, and even the things where D Danny, or Dan, is walking down the same corridor he was bombing it down in his big wheel and yeah. Steadicam follows him exactly the same round the corner to where yeah. the twins were yeah. and now they're not. And the axe they're... holes in the fucking doors. Yeah. And oh, that bit where he looks through, like the mm. the. Um, he just has a like second clip of not yeah. Shade of Al, but they recreated just that. Quick yeah. Bit, oh didn't yeah. They? Well, yeah, with the the mother actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's incredible how um, like how exact that looks as well. Like yeah. But yeah, how would he fear more accurately? <laughs> oh god, yeah. They but know. yeah, when when he looks through that that, that gap in the door, mm. it's just it's a great look. Mm. And then Danny goes for a drink at the bar. But not a drink because he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. And who beeth the barman? Jack. Jack. It's not though, it's Lloyd, it but, it's Lloyd Jack. but it's Jack. Yeah, Lloyd is Jack. Yes. But Jack so is Lloyd. Jack Torrance, his dead Henry father, Thomas. has now become Lloyd the bartender, mm. played by Henry Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the thing Henry Thomas looks nothing like Jack Nicholson, no, but like somehow they, they fucking did it. Because right. they just use his side profile mm. pretty much for all of it, in which he in the hair and makeup, he yeah. does look a bit. Like, I had to you know, shave his head, like and, and wear this wig for it. Like the um, whatever they was gonna do with bringing back Jack's character was gonna be controversial anyway. Mm. Like yeah. anything that, that that so I mean you can't the whole de aging thing would have looked pretty terrible. I I, I did think for a second like oh they're not gonna yeah I I think I would have hated that like a little More. bit like um I, I mean it would have been great to have. Jack Nicholson play the role, mm. but if, that de-aging technology does still take, it's still not at the point where no. it's not noticeable. <coughs> yeah. Mark Hamill. If they... Well, yeah. Even, the even that, that's a fantastic scene in The yeah. Mandalorian. The only way they could have done it, and I don't think Mike Flagg's films have particularly great special effects at all, mm. but, yeah, if they got someone younger who looks enough like Jack Nicholson, like a Dane DeHaan... Yeah. Right. 
and imposed young Nicholson's face on him and had Nicholson do them the voice work, that's the only way it could have been passable. Or Christian Slater. Christy, I was gonna, just thinking Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> even Christian Slater's like 50, 60 now. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But they didn't go with that option. I'm glad they didn't. No, no, they just basically recast. Because, again, they're not necessarily recasting Jack Nicholson. They're casting the role of Jack Torrance from yeah, the book. Exactly. and As well as the film. So mm. it's, it's, it, Henry Thomas isn't playing Jack Nicholson. He's playing Jack Torrance. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of all Nicholson's mannerisms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. What was it? It's a sequel to the book and a sequel to the movie all at the same time. It's like, oh, they're yeah. going to do this. Like yeah. this. I think it's the best. Yeah, I think what you guys said it's the best way they could have done it, I think. Oh, definitely. Rose then shows up at... The Overlook. Mm. Yes. Uh, Rose the Hat enters the room. We have the blood elevator scene again. Mm-hmm. Done almost identical, except for this time it was filmed from a higher angle. Yeah, adult point of view. Yeah, mm. because essentially in the Guys, first one it's the child. Also, Rose is supposed to be six foot. Mm. Mm. I don't think... Yeah, she does. In the book, she's supposed to be six foot. Yeah, Rebecca Ferguson does not look six foot. She's not six foot. No. Not saying she's short, but yeah. Mm. Rose the Hat is supposed to be about six yeah. foot tall. But she, she also, like, I do like the way she looks, like that whole scene plays out and she just looks at it like, huh. Yeah. Like she's just, Look in, at that. just impressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this place great. must be fucked yeah. up. <laughs> I have a room. Yeah. <laughs> um, room 237. Yeah. <laughs> Swanky. Oh, somewhere in the bath. Love the retro feel around here, guys. <laughs> so, Danny then, he kind of, Bro shows up, Danny's like, mind fuck time, yeah. and he puts Rose in the maze. Mm. Yeah. But whose mind are they in? We don't know. Ooh. Yeah. It's like Inception. Whose dream is this? Whose fucking mind is this? So Rose is now in the maze, in the snow, again, all meticulously recreated with her chasing Spoon Girl, and Spoon Girl's all... Also, just before that, they're in the hall where Jack's typewriter still is. Yes. Like, and it's all set up exactly as it's been left. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Get the attention to details. Just yeah. It's nuts. That's it. So yeah, they, yeah. Then they're in the maze and stuff. And um, yeah, uh, Abra keeps doing slashing this, her legs. Slashing her legs. Basically, yeah. Right? Until she just gets the. Uh, it's like playing a video game. I know your moves now. You're coming mm. from behind. Grabbed her by the throat. You're fucked. And Danny tries to put her in one of the boxes. This is Rose the Hat. Tries to put Rose in one of the boxes, and she's like, "Fuck off." Yeah. breaks out of whatever mind they're in mm. back in the fucking Colorado suite and they do a kind of recreation of the stairs it's their, yeah. their baseball bat bit isn't it and the it, whole it, it's, it, it, it's almost it's not it is a recreation of that like it's slightly different like different dialogue and stuff but even the way Rose is moving yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much identical yeah, and instead of Shade of Owl the baseball bat it's uh, yeah, Hugh McGregor with a fucking axe <clears throat> and there is a bit that she kind of Essentially, this is Rose meeting Danny Torrance for the first time. Yeah. And she's like, she does say a couple of times, wait, where have you been? Yeah. Mm. All this shine you've got. Mm. We should have found you years ago. Yeah, it does beg the question, why didn't they pick up on him years ago? He stopped shining for years, didn't he? Yeah, he he was suppressing it all the time. Yes, but the beginning of the film starts in 1980. They were in the wrong side of the map. He was too busy getting fucked up in a hotel. Yeah, well, the 1980s was when... All she was eating the stuff at the room. Yes, the reason but what about before that? Mm. Well, I don't know. It's not like they, they've been around for fucking years. Yeah. It just seems strange that he would have well, slipped is, through the net. It is suggested earlier on 
that they can only um, sense them from a certain distance mm. and stuff. So when, like, Abra, because they're, they're surprised... So Florida say, to Colorado is a bit too far. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Me. Okay. Um, <laughs> they say, they do mention it's weird they can sense her from that so, far yeah, away. Yeah, because they, they say, yeah. like, you reckon she's that far away. Like, um, mm. What do you find her, Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have their little speech and their fight, and... He axes her on the shoulder. Turns out she's yeah. well hard because she, she just takes well hard. Just throws him down the stairs like yep. over her. Sticks as well, the right? axe in his fucking thigh. I was worried for a split second at that shot. It, it did like, look like it went up his balls, right? It did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's not going to be any little Dannys, literally, or little Tonys. As, I mean, I've already seen this film. I saw this film at the cinema. Mm. It's the first time I watched it since then. But as soon as that axe went in, I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh, it's his leg. It's yeah, fine. It <laughs> right? I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, no, it's balls. I was like, oh. Still an axe in the leg. I seem to have clipped your femoral artery. Yeah, it's just his femoral artery. It wasn't the balls. It wasn't the balls. (laughs) I'll bleed to death in 20 minutes, but as long as my nuts are okay. (laughs) It's like a crimson Newton's cradle down there. I can still bag. You're going to die. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what I'll be doing while I do it? (laughs) As I'm dying, Rose, jack me off. (laughs) Come on. (sighs) She then is... She's on the stairs and yeah. sticking her thumb in his axe wound. She's being a dick. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Just <really> Fantastic. <laughs> That's my level of shit, that is. And he's <laughs> screaming in pain, and when he screams in pain, the farts, steam, fart, steam farts yeah. come out of his mouth, and she's sucking up like, oh, this is good shit, Danny. Mm. <laughs> this is some good shit. Yeah, I'll put it in a deeper... Oh. And he's like... <laughs> Imagine if I got you in the balls. Yeah. And then he basically opens up the boxes in his shine mind mm. that create, that open up and release the ghosts yeah. from the Overlook. And the Overlook ghosts... And all the extras from the, the Shining turn up. Yep. Yeah. And they kill Rose the Hat mm. by just smushing her face. Yeah, literally. They stick <laughs> their fingers in her face. Yeah, and she just kind of pops... Yeah. yeah, like a bubble full of steam. It does feel like a bit of a, a, an anticlimax to Rose. If it's I'm fucking honest. dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen um, Idle Hands? Yeah. You know when they kill the hand at the end of that and it just goes, and it's yeah. just a little bit of smoke? That was literally all went through my head when I saw it. It was like, oh. Yeah, it does seem like she's such like this big character and stuff, and like it does seem like a shit. I mean, I know the, the, the point is supposed to be, oh, look, it's Grady and the twins and everybody from The Shining. It's mm-hmm. Lloyd and all of these other people. They're the ones killing her. That's supposed to be the big, rah, rah, but it's not really. It's no, it's so like, like oh. uh, just rub her face. Yeah. yeah. They should have just zombie-eaten her guts or something. Yeah, but if they had torn her apart, it would have had more But the thing effect, is, these, but... these sort of misty, shiny vampire things, can totally be killed the same way a human can. They yeah. are still flesh and blood. Yeah. So, yeah, they could have done something a lot better of that. Yeah. Or just not killed her at all, because she was fucking awesome. Yeah, she was a fucking cool character. Yeah. So, that's happened, but now the ghosts <laughs> are out, and Dan is, Danny is now evil. Yeah, mm. well, the, 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 the hotel... Has taken them over. ...now takes over Danny. Yeah. Mm. Um, he goes a little bit jacked, doesn't Spoon he? Spoon Girl yeah, he goes, goes to room jacked. 237. Um... And then a bunch of other shit. Who cares? They talk for a bit. It turns out that when he got there, he rigged the boiler to blow. Or something. Yeah, you do see him do that. Like, yeah. Oh, on, he rigs the boiler. Again, that, that's a reference to the ending of the book. The, the, the first the shining, the first shining the first yeah. Because that's how they destroy um, 
uh, the, the overlook in the first place is he, yeah, the, the boiler, boiler goes to explode. Yeah, which he does. Yeah, uh, thus destroying the hotel and the ghosts and all that shit. Yes. Mm. Um, it's to, quite yeah. a nice moment though when he's like because he goes back to like his mum turns up because mm. uh, he he, he, he's he basically again. yeah, yeah. He, he he. uh de-evils himself he de-evils himself he gets the entire bit he just sort of sits back to watch it burn um, which is a reference to what Jack's character does in the first book Mm. Um, and then yeah his mum turns up and they have a bit of like a moment and stuff and you see him as a kid again and then it just all burns down and then it cuts and Spoon Girl just watches it burn down from outside yeah Yeah. and that's that and then uh, it's pretty much over except for um, Spoon Girl is back at her home Talking to Dan. And Dan's there. Mm. Even I was like, he's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he's a ghost. He's obviously it's a fucking difficult. ghost. Yeah. To figure it out. Yeah, he's definitely Did dead. Did we see him walk out of the burning building? Do we know people can talk to ghosts? Yeah. Get the fuck this on with it. It's been established. Yes. And then she does pretty much the same thing that Danny did at the beginning of the film when she's like finished talking to him. The ghost of the bath woman from 237 is in her house. She's yeah. come back with her. And well, they're all loose now, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. so but Spoon Girl sake, Danny. <laughs> walks into the bathroom like Danny at the beginning to basically like lock her up in the box. Mm. And that's where the film ends. Isn't this a strange conversation for men who crazy? Okay, so that was Dr. Sleep in a nutshell. Big nutshell. Went on for ages. Thoughts? Overall, did actually like it uh, more than I thought I was going to. Um, I, it's one of those sequels I thought didn't need making. Um, I didn't. I realised there had been a book written. The book written, yeah. Yeah, I realised a bit. But it's like with Silence of the Lambs when they made you know Thomas Harris write Hannibal. It was just like I don't think it needed a sequel. I thought Silence of the Lambs was a perfectly good standalone movie. Hmm. I thought The Shining was a fantastic standalone movie. As you mentioned, one of the one of my favourite horrors. And um, but. I don't, I've only recently watched a bunch of Mike Flanagan stuff in like the last year, so yeah. I like it. As I said, I quite like his visual style. I, I said to you, if I didn't know it was directed by him, I would have guessed it within the first 60 fucking seconds. Yeah. Um, it has that look. Yeah, it does have that look. I mean, it looks almost like he's got the exact same production values as like Hill House. Um, yeah. And so... Um, Overall, like I, said, I had my worries it was going to turn into a bit of a comic book fest at one point or even go a bit scannersy at some point. I didn't want any of that. But it stayed just within the realm of what I wanted. And yeah, I, I want to watch it again now I've seen it and I know what to expect. But overall, I'd give it about a 7 out of 10. No, oh, we're doing ratings now, are we? <laughs> Fuck. Well, we don't have to. I didn't write that. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I'm a media trendsetter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith? Um... D- d- I I like it as a film. Um, it's having read the book. I mean, the books the, the book is much the better. Books are always better. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a lot more in depth and stuff. There's this suffers from making a sequel to something like The Shining is always going to be a risk anyway. Yeah. It's such a like well established like fantastic film. It's like, like forty it's, years later yeah, as it's, well. It's well up there. Yeah, and always like this amount of time between like you do start to think. Is this necessary? Mm. Stephen King, obviously, is fully entitled to make a sequel to his his story of The Shining, which mm. he did. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you, you have the trouble of when you're making a sequel in a film, you're going to have to obviously make a sequel to the Kubrick film. Mm. But this this does do 
well enough. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it sounds like it together. was going to happen regardless because of the people at Warner Brothers. Like, yeah. this film was going to get made. Yeah. I don't think we'd have got a better version than this. No, I mean, I enjoy it. I like Ewan McGregor as Dan. Um, uh, I think I think he's he's pretty good. Just um, but yeah, and I, I generally and and Rebecca Ferguson is incredible. Yeah, she's great. Um, so yeah, I I enjoy it. I do like we touched on earlier there's obviously there's a lot of characters in the background that could be interesting that just aren't utilised at all no. spin-offs um, yeah oh, god <laughs> um, they're dead now so <laughs> prequels. prequels well Warner but Brothers yeah, have been saying for some years they overlook prequel is uh, I feel that's completely unnecessary no, that is, like, that's, yeah, that's totally that. unnecessary but yeah like, uh, in general I like this film I think it's alright I've seen a lot worse but yeah I mean I oh applaud Mike Flanagan for being able to service both Kubrick fans and King fans mm. with a shining sequel that's both like I said earlier a sequel to the book and the film and the film but it's fucking way too long it is way too it is half an hour yeah, too long at least it like I said an hour too long in that case for me yeah. <laughs> have you noticed how we've gone from like the, the Shining saying like there's that it's not long uh, enough <laughs> it's not long yeah. enough that version is not long enough and they were like this is too long it is too long yeah it is, it is too long it's, oh I agree there's too much establishing characters and stuff that we like it should have just started at the eight years later mark once it's mm. like I'm eight years sober my name's Danny Torrance yeah, a couple of like uh Stuff to like establish the true knot, yeah, yeah, and a couple of characters, and that's it. I mean, like more exposition than we got from the shadow the other night, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it spent far too long setting stuff up, mm. and yeah, it just it the pacing was off because of that. Like I said, it was an hour before I was like, oh, okay, so this is what's happening, yeah, right, thanks for that. And the thing um, I would say performance wise, that well, I don't think anyone's particularly bad in it. I'd say everyone's pretty fucking good in it, but no one in there that compares to Jack Nicholson in the first one. The character. no, no, of course. But, but like, well, also, Hugh McGregor isn't bad in it. No, he's but not. anyone could have fucking played that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, yeah, I'll give you that. It's predictable as fuck. Yeah. Even like if I say something's predictable, I never guess. Any ending to anything. I'm terrible. I'm any, surprised when there's end credits. Yeah, any like mild fucking twist in the film, I'm like, what? No way! I never fucking guessed this. I was like, right, let me guess. They're going to go to the Overlook and there's going to be some kind of mind fuck battle where they're in each other's minds and stuff like that. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like it at all. I thought it was too shiny y. Right. Too much on the shine and the supernatural in your brain stuff. Yeah. Whereas the shining, the film, mm. the Jack Nicholson standard crew film, was more like you got to think about it. Right? No, it was more realistic dread. Mm. Yeah. What's actually scary? A bloke with a fucking axe that's your dad who's supposed to love you is going to kill you. That's the fear. Whereas this is all like I can read the mind. I can put you in this mind, and in this mind there are boxes, and in the boxes are ghosts, and all this other like. It's like no, just what the fuck, just. No. Apparently, from, from King's point of view, I mean, The Shining was very much written from a place of uh, addiction and um, mm. like uh, his life spiraling out of control and like um, the, the, the triggers and everything else. Like, whereas this, uh, the sequel was written from a place of like uh, rehabilitation and hope. And um, whereas the first film all takes place very insular and like um, solitary, um, the, like this is supposed to be a much more grander sort of. Um, freedom of movement the, the, there's a lot more sort of um, 
confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to help. <laughs> <I'm the> only one. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, there's a lot. This, this story is supposed to be a lot more about hope and everything else, whereas the first story is a lot more about for, like um, the finality of it all. And like, well, this is the thing. The, my biggest criticism: it ain't scary. No, it's not, not at all. all. Not no. even slightly. No. no, not at all. The whole thing with the first one. Uh, you know, the, like I said before, the sense of dread that runs all the way through mm. whereas this it's just like what's going on oh I get it the, the jump of uh. the small scale of the shining stuff in the first one to mm. how much of it there is in the second one also made me think of the jump in credibility between like the first Matrix movie and the second Matrix movie it's like you've got a little bit of this and now in the sequels like, now you've got fucking all of it there's loads of yeah. different people who can shine they've all got different powers there's people I see what you're saying it's like yeah. an escalation yeah, like, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like it's very like it, another <coughs> film in the middle maybe to kind of bridge it no, I, I wouldn't go three hours long like. that far but I see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah no that was just the first comparison yeah. that came to mind um, but yeah I know I don't it's like all, apart from all that I don't hate this film no. I sat there through the two and a half hours and it was fine it was long, but it was fine. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca Ferguson is great as Rose the Hat. Rose the Hat is a brilliant character. Also, apparently that needle in the side of a hat. Well, he has to go under. Go under children's, children's fingernails. fingernails to make them... Yeah. Um, so the little girl in it, um, Abra, she was the actress was fucking brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. even like I say, we talked about earlier the recreation of the Overlook Hotel. Mm. And yes, that is just fan service, but I am totally there for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's how to do fan service. When they were in the yeah. fucking gas station thing on their way there, and it started snowing, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like, like, I've seen The Shining so many times now that, like, if if they walked into the Overlook Hotel and there had been like just slight differences, like, you'd, have like, you'd, you'd have picked up yeah. on it. Like, yeah. Move like, that bar's not three right. degrees to the left. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason it looks so fucking exact is because they actually use blueprints. From the Kubrick uh, yeah, family. Yeah, obtained from the Kubrick estate to create mm. the Overlook. Because mm. uh, obviously all the interiors in The Shining are uh, set built. Like, yeah, yeah. Real. Yeah, overall, I didn't hate it, but it ain't The Shining. No, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, definitely. Look, look, that's what I meant earlier. Like when, when you're going to make a sequel to a film like The Shining, you're going to struggle. Like it's very, oh rare. yeah, it's very rare that it's done well. But at and least they, sh- they had like the source material anyway. Yeah, see what I mean? Like if if they just, oh, we've written this sequel to The Shining that I, Mike Flanagan, and some other mm. bloke or whatever, we've written it ourselves. It would have been even worse. At least yeah, yeah. if they if someone says this is fucking shit, they can just turn to Stephen King and say, well, you wrote it. She was. Yeah. It's your fault. I mean, haven't read the book. I really enjoyed the book. Like it was, um, it, it's the same as The Shining. When I read The Shining, I, the first time I read it, I it, like, like ate that book in like about three days. Like I oh, just wow, completely just went through it. Hmm. I'd say it's quite a respectful sequel as well. Oh yeah, it's Mike Flanagan. Well, loves well, Stephen well, King. The, the other thing I was worried about when I started getting all my X Men concerns with it was that they were going to almost treat the first movie as a springboard for this and almost diminish. The, f- the first film in a way and I don't think they did no I think I, Flanagan I think... is not just a Stephen King fan he's also a huge Stanley Kubrick film yeah, a fan, fan and yeah. appreciator of that film he also from what I can gather spends a bit of time with Stephen King as well every now and again so oh, I don't really? think Stephen King there's the, the, quite a lot of interviews of them together he's sucking his shine yeah, so <laughs> basically I reckon Stephen King's there like no Mike reel it in <laughs> <laughs> yes right. Stephen that was Dr. Sleep. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, review. 
and suck our dicks. Thank you. <laughs>